Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Erica Torres of Madeira by Erica. Erica is a mom of four and a wife, and she makes fine furniture out of her garage shop. She's been building since 2002, and uh, she has an amazing journey into woodworking from starting as a child into adulthood, and I had a great time chatting with her, especially about how she is balancing uh, virtual school with four kids and still managing to get into some custom builds for clients. But before we hop in to this wonderful interview, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Lauren Rasp File Designs, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Crutter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing continued support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week, every month. And with no further ado, here is our interview with Erica. All right. Well, if you don't have any questions, Mm -hmm. then we can get started and... I always start with having my guests introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you do that whenever you are ready. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sure. Okay. Um, Hi, I am Erica Torres. Uh, I am the owner, I guess you could say, of Madeira by Erica. Uh, I make fine custom furniture. Um, I have been doing woodworking since I was in seventh grade. Um, and it's just kind of been a passion of mine ever since I went into my first wood shop. Um, and just through the years, uh, my husband has been a tremendous support in purchase, helping me purchase tools and stuff and really helping me chase these dreams that I have to, be a fine furniture maker and now it's becoming true you know like I've always built things but to like get to this other side of making custom furniture for people is that's the dream and that's what I've really wanted to do and I'm getting there so yeah awesome awesome Mm -hmm. um before we well, I guess it will be kind of part of the journey if you started word working in seventh grade. I'm assuming that was your like <laughs> intro shop class. Yes. <laughs> <Yep. Yep. laughs> um, it was. But 
where did you uh where did you grow up and you know what kind of things were you interested in as a kid I grew up in Utah uh and I was always doing stuff with my hands whether it was uh cross stitch there was a time where I was uh just um did cross stitching because I needed to do stuff with my hands um, you know, remember those little bead characters, like the lizards. And mm-hmm. I mean, I had bucket fulls of those. So, uh, buckets full of those, um, <laughs> not bucket fulls, um, just having to do stuff with my hands. And so, uh, when it came to school, uh, and you could start choosing some of your classes, I always cho- chose the hands-on kind of classes that, uh, let me create. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what really got me started. And by my senior year of high school, I was most of my day was in the wood shop. I took as many wood classes, wood shops as I could. And I had, I don't know, two classes that I had to take. And then the rest were really a wood shop. So that's where I spent all of my day. It was great. (laughs) It was the easiest senior year of my life. And then, and then after, um, you know, I worked at Woodcraft for a few years and, um, and then, yeah, I got married and, uh, we moved around a bit. My husband's from Mexico and, uh, we, we moved around a bit. We went to the UK, but like during all this time, he was buying me little things to get me established. And when we came, when we moved to Portland, uh, that's when I, uh, found the Northwest Woodworking Studio with Gary Rogowski. And that's when I took my mastery course with him. It's been, I have to think I was pregnant. I got pregnant with my youngest at the beginning of it. It was not planned. You know, we had three kids (laughs) and I was done. And I was like, great, let's go on to this next stage. I wanted to get into school and we're like, okay, this is a great time. And a month into it, we found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to do this really intense mastery course while pregnant? And it's a two-year course, you know? So I began it pregnant. I had a baby in the summer. And then I did the second year with an infant. And I still don't know how I did it because even now with my kids being older, my youngest now is four years old and I still I can't get out to the shop as much as I did back then (laughs) you know maybe because I was in school and there were like these really hard deadlines and stuff Mm -hmm. forced me to do that but you know I was building cabinets with an eight-month belly (laughs) you know it was crazy but yeah that's kind of where it all comes from I can totally relate to that. I was um, in uh, a woodworking program when um, I got pregnant with our first, um, mm-hmm. though ours are was highly planned as mm-hmm. I am married to a woman. So that requires mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. planning requires. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and very intentional. Um yeah. But it was still one of those things, like I continued through the course, but I remember there were just times where it was like, okay, you know, yeah. I need to step away. I can't, it's I, like, hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I want to talk a little bit about like high school and doing wood shop and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, it sounds like there's like was an amazing program at your school that allowed that access. Yeah. Yeah. We had a great shop. Uh, it, and, and I have to give a lot of credit to my high school teacher because he really, he had plans available uh, for you just to build. And that's what you have to do in your sophomore year. You have to build one of his already pre-approved plans, you know? So I did that, but gosh, my junior and senior year, he just let me build whatever I wanted. I had to drop the plans and then he just really gave me the tools to do it. And he said, okay. And he helped me figure things out. So I have to give a lot of credit to him. He gave us a lot of freedom and I don't really remember any of the other students. And I don't mean to like toot my own horn, but I right. remember a lot of other students just building the pre-made plans, you know, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking he's given us a lot of opportunity here to build whatever we wanted, you know? And so I kind of just took that and, and went with it. I have a desk downstairs uh, that we use for our, our um, big computer and um, it's a shadow box desk and extremely complicated in some places that he just really helped me, and, you know, for, I, I think I was 16, 17 when I built that. And I, I my oldest is 10. And I mean, she does amazing things, but I can't imagine, you know, a, a high school student being able to do that. So I have to give a lot of credit to my teacher because he really helped me figure out compound angles and all of this stuff to really get it to go together. And he was, he was fantastic. Uh, my senior year, he left to go work full-time with his wife somewhere. I don't remember, but so we had a new teacher and <laughs> he, he was an old retired guy and he was tired and didn't want to do a whole lot, but he still, you know, I had three, three classes a day with him and he was just like, sure go for it, (laughs) draw something out, go, you know, if I don't have to babysit you, (laughs) you know, you know, the shop safety rules, just, just go like, okay. So I did, you know, I used a giant lathe for my first time and I made a pedestal table with that. And I have a entry uh, bench downstairs that I don't know, it's pretty cool. that he just let me make. And he just said, you know, whenever the lights are on, you can just come on in. So I would go in early in the morning. I would leave late in the afternoon. So I had my three classes during the day, but I just was in there any chance that I could be because I just, I love it. I love, I love woodworking. So where did all this furniture go? (laughs) If you were a high school student. I know, Oh my gosh, in my bedroom, it was, it was crowded, <laughs> you know, cause it was stuff that I hung on to, hung on to. I have all of it. There was a, like a lamp that I made in, uh, in middle school that my parents held on to for a long time. I finally asked for it back and I have it just to show my kids, you know, like mm-hmm. this is the first project I ever built. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then just like the bigger the bigger pieces of furniture, we have them, we have them in my home, you know, to 
hopefully give inspiration to my kids to show like, these are, you you can do hard things, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do this. Like, it's not, that's too complicated. You just honestly have to put the work into it. So they're in my home (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah. Today's sponsor is Rasp and File Designs. Rasp and File was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless, unique, and warm. Your home and business should be your sanctuary, a place of solace, and your personal piece of art. The owner and woodworker behind Rasp and File Designs is Lauren Matthews. And you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram. Just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at rfdesigns.squarespace.com. Yeah, you got a head start on, on furnishing your... Your, yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we already had a desk <laughs> and a pedestal table and That's a hallway right. bench that that honestly that hallway bench is now finally being used as a bench it has always been used as a coffee table because we didn't ever have the proper space for it or the place for it so it was always a coffee table before uh but it's finally serving its true purpose <laughs> you know what is 14 years later. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, so I, I have to ask, mm-hmm. were you the only female in class? Every once in a while, there was another one. Um, but not as serious as I was, you know, they would come and take the class and it was so fun, but it was usually guys. And I, uh, I kind of, get that I, I kind of got that vibe from my uh senior year teacher that you know like he was he was great in letting me do what I wanted to do but I do remember him helping others more than me does that make sense like it mm-hmm. was and, and it was and it was boys mm-hmm. that he helped a lot more um so yeah like it was it was hard uh, in that respect, but I, I feel like I have fought for my grounding and firmly have it in place. I was the only girl in, uh, in the mastery course that I took with Gary. I was the only woman there. It was, uh, about, let's see, five other guys. They were all great. Like I did not feel any, uh, pressure, I guess, uh, there was a little bit at first being like, what if I'm the only woman? And what if they're like, well, you know, you're just a girl in this, but I feel like, no, they gave me perfect equal opportunity. And um, I know that that has changed over the years, you know, as more women have gotten into this field that they're like, oh, you know, like it's just been really eye opening uh, experience. I think for everybody being able to, Get more women into these positions and it's great mm-hmm. was there any um so i mean mastery class other students are great high school level mm-hmm. um what about the other students in class with you especially um, as new ones rolled in was there any 
I don't have any issue. I think they knew that's pretty much where I spent all of my day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was kind of a teacher aide at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. like I helped a lot. Um, but I think I, I think I did okay. I don't remember a whole lot of bias towards the boys, except for my senior year when my teacher helped them a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, you know, he was, he was old and tired and Mm -hmm. he had been called back into work. And so he kind of got left in pickle because he was uh, my previous shop teacher uh, quit two weeks before school started. So they were kind of in a conundrum of who do we get, you know, and it's a shop teacher. So it's not like there's, they can just pull anybody in. They have to know how to use a shop. And so I think that was part of his grumpiness reasons. And he wasn't the safest guy around. He almost (laughs) cut his hand off. Like he, he sliced his, he sliced his hand from like the, you know, the uh, soft part between your yeah, finger yeah. all the way up into his wrist because just wasn't being careful on the machines. And, <laughs> and it was just, it was an interesting, that was an interesting year, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still, he was like, sure, build it. All right. That's when I built my hallway bench and mm-hmm. this, the pedestal table. So the hallway bench is a lot of just straight, straight cuts, you know, careful measuring. And there's a lot of um, it's a, it's a big pattern. And, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't anything too complex, uh, like the desk had been, mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of angles and stuff. So it was a little bit easier for me to do by myself and not really have to worry. He just let me come and he let me, you know, it's made out of mahogany and he ordered that special, because that's what I wanted to build it out of, you know, it wasn't what was normally accessible to mm-hmm. high school shop. <laughs> so, yeah. I am not a fan of working with mahogany. at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my first time. And the, the thing is, is that like, I never had hand tools in shop class. It was all, mm-hmm. it was all power tools. So um, I didn't really get a close relationship with mahogany on the hand tool level until my mastery courses, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I don't have a fondness for mahogany when it comes to, you know, my hand planes because <laughs> it just I, swirls too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a fondness for mahogany, like in any capacity. Yeah. I attempted to build, um, when I was in my woodworking courses, I made, uh, like a wine hutch, and mm-hmm. the original plan was to make it out of mahogany. So I had purchased mm-hmm. all of the mahogany. Um, once I got past all of the tear out issues while I'm like jointing it and planing it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I finally got, I was just doing the legs and they're just going to be um, like three inch square legs mm-hmm. on all the way around. And I made it. It was all square. It came back to class the next day and it had totally twisted. And I was oh. like, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm out. I, I, so I, I switched over to, uh, oh. to walnut and yeah, that worked out so much better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had that issue. 
I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was so, yeah, it was not. That was like the first time I cried in a shop because I had spent so much time like getting those perfectly square and yeah. Like, okay, and they'll be fine when I Mm -hmm. come back in the morning. They'll be fine. Nope. That's right. I mean, because it was, you know, it was kiln dried wood and everything. So it should have been stable. Should have been stable. Yes. (laughs) Stable or not. But I ended up selling the legs that I created and warped to a classmate and he turned them into, he turned them on the lathe into um, pool uh, cue sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <have> at, it. <laughs> at least it's not the, you know, the fireplace. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. they got use out of them. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So, all right. So woodcraft, and then getting into your uh, mastery program. Mm-hmm. What was it specifically about? fine furniture do you think like that draws you in oh gosh I love the detail that you can get into it I love um just kind of the relationship it, it's different than just power tools buzzing through everything uh you get I I feel silly saying that uh, you, you just you get a relationship with that wood and the uh, calming factor that it brings. It's quiet in the shop and you're able to listen to music or listen to an audiobook, but you're just there. You're still creating. And I, I feel like you're able to put more of your heart into it. Does mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like I feel, I feel so silly saying those sort of things, but that's what it feels like to me. It's this peaceful, quiet, gathering my thoughts, uh, building this relationship with this piece of furniture. Um, and I wanted to get to that next level. I, uh, reason why I took that mastery course is because I didn't know a whole lot about hand tools and the finer things of, of woodworking. And I wanted to get to that. I wanted to further my knowledge in uh, in woodworking, what 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 little I knew, and and uh, you just kind of when you get into woodworking, you realize how little you know, and I feel like that's true always because even still, you know, four years after having graduated from that course, I still know so little because there's so much to continually learn and so much to refine and to continue to grow your skill. This is, this is one of those um, crafts that just is a bottomless pit. (laughs) And I, and I love that. I really do. I I love that. And I love uh, seeing all the amazing things that people can build in the fine furniture world. And I wanted to, to be a part of that. I wanted to be able to make beautiful things that I was happy with. Um, and not saying that it wasn't happy with anything, but I feel like I hit a roadblock, you know, like this is as far as I could go. This is it. This is, this is it. And I, I wanted to 
get farther. And, and now I like the whole world is opened up to me of anything in the woodworking world. Do you, so do you only work with hand tools? No, I have a pretty hybrid shop. So uh, when it comes to milling, I have a six inch jointer that I, that I use. It's currently not usable since it blew up on me the, about a month ago. <laughs> it kind of, you know, the, the spiral head mm-hmm. sheared and it exploded up into my table and I'm waiting for a new head to go back on <laughs> and it's taking longer than I thought it would. Cause I've been without it for a while. So I, you know, I've had to go over to Gary's shop a few times to use his, um, but when it comes to like, like I have a, I have a table saw that I religiously use also, you know, and I have a, I have a planer and I have a bandsaw. Like I, it's a pretty hybrid shop, but when it comes down to the finer stuff, like a, after I've gotten things milled, I don't mill down to the final thickness. I always be about, you know, about a 16th of an inch because I like to do that last final bit with my hand planes because I like to do as little sanding as I possibly can, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So if I don't have to sand, that is what I prefer because it's so much quicker. Just a few passes with your hand plane, you're done, you know? Um, but yeah, I do a lot of like, uh, right now these cabinets, there's cabinets that I'm building right now. And uh, I've had to build, I'm on my second one and I still have four more to build. And there was kind of a, the first one I built was a small one and it was meant to be a prototype quote unquote, you know, uh, uh, to kind of work out the kinks because all these others are much larger. And uh, because there are dovetailed cases, I didn't want to hand cut dovetails for six. six cabinets you know so I have a Keller jig and that's what I'm doing and I'm grateful that I'm doing because it's helping and it helps to keep the cost down too you know for for a client who wants a dovetail case but I was gonna say like you know yeah I would just when you said (laughs) dovetail case what I thought in my head was like that is super expensive to yeah and that's and that's it too. Like I love cutting dovetails. It's so fun. I love it, but it takes a lot more time, <laughs> you know, whereas this is just, you just slap it on, measure it, make sure it's in the right place and go with your router. And, you know, and you can tell, you can tell that they're done with a tool, but that doesn't, you know, a lot of, I don't know, in my experience in my limited experience I guess I should say there's not a lot of people that can tell a major difference between hand cut and router cut because that's not what they're looking for they're not looking to see okay were these hand cut or were they were they done with a machine and so if they want it and they ask specifically for it I will I will hand cut and I have no problem because I love doing that and I always do that on like my drawers because I we'll do a dovetail drawers and it's always uh, half blind. So those I can't really do in a jig anyways. And so I cut those. Um, but like on these cases, <laughs> trying to, you know, dovetail cases. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'll just keep the cost down here. Cause she also, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of money, wanted nice cases. Um, but 
yeah, just trying to keep the cost down. So we're Mm -hmm. Keller jig. They look fantastic, (laughs) you know, and I'm really only cutting one, uh, one of the pins out because it's a mitered joint on the ends. And so there's that one, there's one dovetail that doesn't have a tail to a pin to go into. And that's the only one I have to cut. And it's not that big of a deal. It's pretty quick, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's fun. So, I mean, so you're making, doing all custom work, uh, like yes. the clients come to you with a specific. Yeah. And it's been really slow, to be honest. I I thought after um, after I got done with school, I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to be building stuff for people, and it doesn't really hasn't really worked out like that, you know. Um, I every once in a while will get a request, but they walk away once they find out pricing and stuff because they're expecting Walmart prices mm-hmm. or, you know, target prices like, yeah, well, I can get this at this other place for this much. It's like, okay, we'll go and get it from there. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't build it for that price. You're like, now you, like the wood doesn't even cost that little. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so it's been really slow. And I, um, and it's been very frustrating, but uh, I would say that this is my first for real uh, build. Mm-hmm. Um, I've built Kumiko lamps and I have sold those, but those were not on a commission. Those were just, I'm mm-hmm. building these lamps. They're up for sale. And I sold over, you know, I, I had built five and they eventually sold, you know, all of them eventually sold. Um, and then I've just been building things. My husband just got on board saying, you know, cause I told him I, I, I can't be waiting for people to contact me. And I, I got, I, I just, I have to be building something. And so he's like, okay, go like find something around the house that you would like to, to build and do it, you know, build up your port. You know, I just knew I needed to build up a portfolio I couldn't just stop because these are definitely not things that you like this skill is not something that you can just put on the shelf and then go back to it and expect it to be the same. It doesn't work like that. You have to keep working that my muscle memory goes away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been really slow and it's been very frustrating, but I've got this one and then I've got another, another one in January. Hey makers, I want to tell you a little bit about today's episode's sponsor, Athena Outfitters. So when I'm in the market for a new pair of work boots, I do a ton of research, make sure I'm getting something that's going to fit right and going to last. Well, Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women that has a tons of experience with footwear. They've taken the time to select the very best shoes and boots made by each of the most reliable footwear brands. And when I shop at Athena Outfitters site, it saves me time and energy because I trust that they found the best shoes for every job and activity. Plus bonus, you can shop online. So next time you need new workbook boots or some other type of high performance shoe, 
check out athenaoutfitters.com, uh, gear with grit. And Athena is A-T-H-E-N-A, and then outfitters.com. You can also get a special discount at checkout by using the coupon code MM, that's capital M, capital M15 for 15% off any purchase just because you're a listener of the podcast. All right, let's hop back into the episode. Uh, hopefully that I can start in January. We're, we're flexible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to get these, these cabinets done by then, but she's completely flexible it's for a home down in Portland, um, and she reached out to Gary, and Gary reached out to me. He said, hey, I have a client here who may, you know, and so it's kind of what I think I will have to be doing. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to uh, put my business out more, you know. I had a website I don't anymore because I couldn't afford it uh, with the yearly maintenance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just kind of one of those things where I thought, okay, if I'm going to have a website, I've got to be making furniture for people. Cause I would like to, since we are on a single income, you know, I can't just expect for my husband's income to pay for all of this. It's expensive. And we have four kids, you know, that, have needs too and <laughs> and wants and so does he he has needs and wants too so I can't just put everything into that as much fun as that would be mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's been it's been a challenge and it's been uh it's been hard but I I feel like hopefully um I'll get to the point where I want to be where I have maybe not like hundreds of orders right but Mm -hmm. maybe I would hope a steady like okay after I get this one done yeah I have another I have an opening yeah sure like let's let's talk about this like I would love to get to that point where I have a steady stream and I am able to provide for my own shop you know Mm -hmm. not have to save and save and save because I want to get a new tool or whatever whatever but I would be able to use the money that I get from clients and from builds and save that money to upgrade things in my shop and to be able to get, I don't know, to, yeah, just be more self-sufficient in mm-hmm. my own woodworking because it's an expensive hobby. If it it, that's all it, <laughs> if that's all it ever becomes, you know, it's an expensive hobby mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be just a hobby. I want it to be a career for me because that's what mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do. So yeah, uh, it's always a longer process than I think any of us have real patience for, right? It's like, yeah. it's like I started, I started this business, so I want it to be like, yeah. boom, successful. Working right now. Yeah. I, want it, I want it happening now. <laughs> yeah, when you, you see, you see other woodworkers that are my age, I just turned 33, and some of them are highly successful, and but I have to remember that I'm also raising four kids, you mm-hmm. know, and that is one thing that my husband has had to kindly point out to me a few times when I would have just serious bouts of frustration and doubt and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, honey, you, you are raising our children. Like you are like, I am the, I am the income, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so my focus is my job 
your focus right now is, is the kids. You haven't been able to just dedicate all day, every day to this craft. It's hours here and there, you know, mm -hmm. when you can grab them. Whereas some people who are, are your age and they're very successful, that's because that's what their career is. Like, that's what they're doing all day, every day. Yep. It's like, what did he would ask me? He's like, do they have kids? Well, yeah. It's like, and who's taking care of the kids? It's probably the wife or, or they're going to daycare or mm -hmm. they're going, you know, they, they're, yeah. Like you can't compare yourself at where you are in this life, or, you know, right now at this life, this stage of life to what they're doing and where they're able to be and stuff. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I get stuck in that same comparison trap though, too. Mm -hmm. Like, especially, um, uh, not yeah, too. yeah. And when you're viewing like other people's content, right. And watching them mm -hmm. make, especially since, uh, with the podcast, I spend a ton of time just looking at other like women or, you know, non-binary mm -hmm. folks who are making and, mm -hmm. and I'll see all the stuff they're putting out. And then I get stuck in that like trap too of, Man, why am I not me? getting like, yeah, why am I not getting all the yeah. stuff accomplished and everything? And yeah. um, really, that's the reason this whole podcast even started is because I stopped and went, yeah, but most of those like women I'm seeing mm -hmm. may have a spouse, but they have no children. And mm -hmm. it, you know, they can spend from 5 a.m. until to midnight point, to whatever, like, you know, working and yeah. not have to take a break. <laughs> like, yeah, and, it, like, and this COVID thing has thrown me for a loop because, oh, yeah. you know, I have my youngest, she would have been home with me anyways, but we were thinking maybe, you know, none of my kids went to preschool, like, except for my youngest, because preschool was free in the UK. So she went to preschool but all of my others, they never did because it was really expensive <laughs> mm -hmm. to be back here. And, and, uh, but we were thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll put the last one in, in preschool this year, you know, and that will give me a few hours of just no kids at all. And I can just work for those few hours in the shop. Well, then COVID happened and <laughs> they're all home all of the time and it's great. And I love them, but it also, has really hindered that progress I thought I was going to be making this year, you know, mm -hmm. because they have school now at home. I'm now their main source of help. You know, their teachers are doing absolutely fantastic and they're doing so much work, but it's still like when they need help with the project or whatever, which would have happened mm -hmm. if they had a project to bring home, but it is all day, it's every different. single yeah. day. It's yeah. so different, yep. <laughs> you know? And they all have their different struggles of things that take hours to do that shouldn't take hours to do, mm -hmm. but they're just having a hard time. Like my son has a writing, he, he's in third grade and he's starting to learn how to write longer stuff than just two to three sentences. Yeah. And that is his Achilles heel. He <laughs> hates writing <laughs> and it will take us like, I will just bring him out to the shop when I just like, I'm done. I can't, I can't come out to the shop. I'm going to be working while you're thinking of this. Right. And after, after I've cooled down a little bit, then I will continue to help you, <laughs> you know, but I need yeah, that. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the struggle this year, right? It's like, yeah. this year is stressful for 
well everybody i mean uh-huh. like legit everybody for all of the reasons <laughs> yes for all of the yeah. reasons and so we yeah. as people who like need to make have mm-hmm. never needed to make more than ever <laughs> and yet our ability to do so is hindered is. by so oh much um, so much <laughs> yeah so I I feel your pain and I applaud yeah. you um <laughs> I, I will say I have, we, we are extremely lucky in that we had, have options for our two kids mm-hmm. to go to outside of the home when mm-hmm. school year started. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, it was one of those things of like, I need this. Otherwise I am not mm-hmm. going to survive by the end of <laughs> I'm just not (laughs) when when that was that was how it was like was it March I think it was March Mm -hmm. when our kids came home and they were like okay we're like gonna go two weeks at a time and see how things are and I didn't go out into the shop for like two months and I was losing it Mm -hmm. I was I was losing it and my husband could see that he's like you need shop time like I was just spiraling hard Yep. yep um and so he just stepped up, said, kids, your mom loves you. And if we want her to continue <laughs> to do so, <laughs> oh, he, she needs to go out to the shop. And I was like, you're right. I need to go out to the shop so bad. I just, I need space. Yep. <laughs> you know, I need to do something that I want to do. I don't want to yes. have to do school in you know, to no fault of their own, we were all thrown into this, right? All of a sudden school at home, you know, there wasn't any preparation or anything. So it was just this crazy thing. But I was I was losing it and hard. And I I just couldn't see this light. in the end of the tunnel at all, there just wasn't any light, I was just in Mm -hmm. this darkness. And so my husband just stepped up and told the kids, he's like, you have to let mommy work. Like you just do, you're going to, if you need help, she is there to help you, but you have to, you have to give her time. And he, he saved me. He saved me. Like I, you know, I started to take joy in the little things again, you know, mm-hmm. I was okay with waking up in the morning again. Right. <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, yep. I yep. can do this. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We had, we yeah our kids were home in March all the way you know until June and mm-hmm. um my primary source of income which is not making uh had mm-hmm. gone down to nothing so I yeah. had I had you know no work which was good because having to help the kids with schooling and everything mm-hmm. but my shop is not physically connected to our home my shop oh. is elsewhere and so mm-hmm. I went till yeah at least at least two and a half months without baking a single thing and so mine was kind of the same thing my wife was too she was like um we're gonna find a way for you to like do something and we like darkness around you (laughs) and so it was like we went to my shop and literally took as much many tools and portable workbenches Mm -hmm. as we could to like bring them home so that I could like just go out in our garage and like do I something yes <laughs> <laughs> yep yep 
and yeah um and and you know what what is like it was dark for my kids too right like they're missing their friends they're oh my gosh all of them uh, like we can't go anywhere we can't do anything yeah (laughs) like so all of us were just like uh this is this is not a good place to be yeah um yeah so that's kind of where we're at again because our county is up in numbers Mm -hmm. and so we're just we're just at home all the time Mm -hmm. you know and like we had some friends that we would let our kids play with over like just in our Mm -hmm. cul-de-sac because they were in the same spot as we are right but even that we just had to cut off because we just need Mm -hmm. the numbers to go down we need to get that vaccine and Mm -hmm. (laughs) over here I just you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just too um too worrisome especially if you know something were to happen to either one of us it would just cripple our family for a little while you know and Mm -hmm. so my poor kids but they're still young enough that they aren't in those teenage years where they need to absolutely socialize be out of the house you know they're able to still play with each other and Mm -hmm and get that social interaction and their teachers are great in setting up zoom meetings that is just with classmates no school is attached just to socialize and so I feel like they're still getting that socializing aspect down but we're kind of back down in lockdown mode right now with the way things are but you know hopefully I know we can get out of the house again you know it'd be great (laughs) like yesterday yesterday was my birthday and I like my husband took half of the day off and we all drove together to go pick up my cake. We, we didn't leave the car, just my husband right. left the car. <laughs> but I was like, we're all going together <laughs> because we all need to see other scenery. And they're like, oh, yes. I'm like, no, we're leaving the house. Like, even if we can't leave the car, we're just, we're all leaving because we need to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah, we've been doing know. some extra trips of like, uh, going and looking at Christmas lights, you know. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Let's go see just... if anybody else put some more up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's when it was need. when it was warmer, you know, weather, uh, we were making like I don't think we've ever visited so many like uh, parks, state parks, and hiked so much like <laughs> yep. oh. ever. Uh, yeah, we, yeah we went to the beach a lot and there's this part of the beach that there just wasn't anybody mm-hmm. and that's where we went we brought our own food taught my youngest how to go to the you know go pee in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have to use the bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's a necessary skill <laughs> yes but uh yeah that was just it and it was really fun because the summer is the summer that I really brought the kids out into the shop with me like on a consistent consistent base mm-hmm. um because before they wanted to make something but we didn't really have the time well the summer we had nothing but time because mm-hmm. they couldn't go anywhere or have play dates anyways so right we you know they started making coasters and they sold every single time like you guys are selling better than I am. <laughs> you know. Hi, makers. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. ToolMom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related 
merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at a checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. It was, it was a really funny experience to go through because, you know, I hadn't really built anything consistently that was selling. I wasn't like, mm -hmm. like I said, this cabinet build and the one that I have in January are really my first custom builds for other people you know um otherwise I've just built the lamps that have sold but I, I didn't want to get into the the what is that called the cutting board I didn't want to get into the cutting board game because it's so saturated mm -hmm. and it's not what I want to do <laughs> you right, know so right. yeah so then I'm making these I'm helping my kids make these coasters and they're loving doing it. And they did a lot of, you know, they did a lot of work. I made them sand everything. Like they did the sanding part, <laughs> you know, and I, uh, they chose out the wood. Uh, they helped me on the other side of the planer when we had to send it through the planer, mm -hmm. like they helped in all of the aspects and stuff. And, and they sold every single time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't, huh. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. mom, maybe you should make coasters. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't really, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to make coasters, but this is really eye-opening. <laughs> what is it about coasters that people are willing to spend money on? But it makes sense, obviously, because coasters, you know, mm -hmm. it's like I think they were selling them for 25, you know, and versus a piece of furniture that can be thousands. So right, right. <laughs> like that makes that makes sense. But but so it was, it was really funny. They, they got a good kick out of that to be like, we're selling more than mommy does. <laughs> no. What it was, was like, fun. I mean, I haven't necessarily, I mean, my kids that have spent more time, uh, I guess, seeing me make um, mm -hmm. and kind of just in the vicinity. Um, mm -hmm. And they also, the summer, both like, use the drill for the first the power drill for the first time mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but we have been doing like more creative just making in general right like craft mm -hmm. type stuff um mm -hmm. with them and it's been fun just to kind of like open that world of like creativity and mm -hmm. like this is something we can do when we feel like stressed or this is something mm -hmm. we can do, you know, to like work through those tough moments. Um, what was your, like, what did you see having your kids out there in the shop with you as far as like that kind of. It was a way to connect on a different level, you know, um, they all have different uh, they all have different talents and different things. Um, but this was a way for them to see what I do and to connect with it a bit, you know, to understand 
why I love what I do. Like, I think the very first thing, the very first things I was doing for my kids, I just have this scrap pile. And I know that people turn their scrap piles into beautiful things, but my scrap pile is, is really for my kids just to take and glue things together and hammer in some nails. And, uh, I had some basswood scraps that I would just clamp down onto the bench and they would get my carving gouges. So it was a way for me to teach them how to properly use, you know, the carving gouges since they're extremely sharp, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they, it was a way, yeah, it was a way for us to connect and for them to understand why I love to do what I do because they always want to go out now, you know, and sometimes I have to be like, sorry, guys, you really like, I can't, I can't focus on you right now while I'm Mm -hmm. out here. So um, if you want to be out here, that's fine, but you're going to have to work on your own. Like I can't Mm -hmm. divide my time right now on, uh, on this, but uh, yeah, like they, they grew in more creativity and they, I remember them saying, wow, mom, I, I understand why you like this so much. Like my 10 year old said that all the time. She's like, I just see why you like this so much. And she's my artist. She draws mm-hmm. all of the time and she's got an amazing talent that she's just skyrocketing. Her, her preference of drawing is, uh, is dragons. And so, like we have hundreds of dragons, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're fantastic. And she does a really good job. And it was really fun to see her coming out and, and making things and understanding because she was the probably she's the only one that hasn't shown a huge interest in what I do she appreciates it Mm -hmm. and she always gives me amazing uh, compliments you know like wow mama is so beautiful good job you know but to really get her out there wasn't something that she was like "Eh," you know like Mm -hmm. I'm just not super interested in that but she's the one now who is saying, mom, have you been in the shop today yet? <laughs> like, I think you need to go out to the shop. <laughs> You're right. I do. I need to go out to the shop. Or when I'm going, I'm like, okay, I'm going out to the shop. And they're like, and she will say, okay, mom, I'm so glad you get time out there today. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know if she's trying to kick me out or, <laughs> you know, yeah, but I feel her intentions are, are true. And she just to have had that connection over the summer of, of building and like letting them use some of my tools and some of them a lot closer under my eye and with right. my hands on them in case of anything. Cause I have a concrete floor. Like, right. please don't, please don't drop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but they love like my youngest loves it when I'm on the planer, she loves to be on the other side, getting the stuff. And she, you know, she's four, so she can't right. do a whole lot anyways, but but she loves to be on the other side. She gets her, you know, her ear protection. She calls them her bee noisies. I need to get my bee noisies on. <laughs> okay. Cause probably cause I say I'm going to be noisy, you know, yeah, and I put them yeah. on. So she gets her bee noisies on and then she goes on the other side with her, you know, with her glasses and she's just helping me pull. I'm such a big helper. You are, you're such a big helper. So <laughs> it's been really fun to just see that little spark of like, mom's taking this piece of wood and it turned into that what (laughs) you know and having them come out they come out every once in a while to these cabinets and like wow mom that looks so good wow you know so it's my own little chill I'm like well thanks (laughs) it makes me feel great thanks somebody thinks that this looks good (laughs) 
I have my my oldest sits there and critiques my designs. <laughs> He's like, you really yeah, want that there? Are you sure? I don't really like this part of it. I mean, overall, it's okay, but that little section right there. I'm like, thank you. Thank don't, you for <laughs> don't make me double guess myself. Okay. <laughs> I do that enough already. That's right. Uh, oh, that's funny. That is funny. Silly kids. <laughs> there are, they are either great, they, they're both great critics and also great supporters, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> they do, they do both. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, yeah. So yeah. awesome. Well, we're actually getting toward the end of our time together, Erica. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. That flew by. <laughs> uh, it did. Um, it's fun to talk about something that you love with somebody exactly, else who exactly. appreciates it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to give you a chance, though, to uh, let people know where they can find you and follow along with what you're up to. Uh, yeah, I am on Instagram. It's Madera, M-A-D-E-R-A, -E period, by, B-Y dot, uh, Erica, E-R-I-K-A. And I just started a TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, um, I'm going to tell you that. I, <laughs> I just, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an artist, and she said my, that her, sales have just gone up since joining that since it's another platform that people are using and they just are scrolling through and if they happen to come upon you maybe they you know like okay I will try this and <laughs> it's a little intimidating <laughs> I'm not gonna lie but I'm also under I'm also the same Madeira dot by dot Erica on there also I have a total of two videos and <laughs> you know I think I have one follower it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing and then yeah. yeah it's also the same on on Facebook so I'm on all three platforms of those and and you can always email me also just Erica V Torres at me.com or iCloud.com awesome yeah well thanks for taking the time to chat with me today thank you I really appreciate this it was it's an honor to be on a podcast thank you yeah, absolutely <laughs> Oh, thanks. All right. Again, that was Erica of Madeira by Erica. I hope you uh, gained as much from that interview as I did and uh, learning really, truly that <laughs> we are kind of all in this pandemic together and all of us have, you know, our ways of making through through that. Um, I love how Erica is bringing her kids into the shop now with her and uh, sharing that experience with them. I think that is something that will stay with her forever and with them forever. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and are enjoying the podcast, please remember to hit that subscribe button and like and comment if that is possible. Head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, share about the podcast across social media. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. All of that helps the algorithms know that not only you enjoy the podcast, but others like you may enjoy it as well. And that will help the podcast continue to grow. 
If you would like to help the podcast further, please check out Joining the Tribe over on Patreon. That's just patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. There are several different tier levels over there, a one, three, and five dollar tier level uh, that makes you part of the family and you get different merchandise depending on what level you sign up for. And then there is a $30 tier level with very limited spots. In fact, only one left, and that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast. So you get your own little ad every episode, every week, every month. Uh, So all of those tiers, though, get you access to uh, additional content, including live interviews. In fact, I am in the process of setting one up for this month already, which means you will be able to hop on the Zoom call when I am doing the interview with our maker, and uh, we'll be able to ask some additional questions at the end. So if that is something that interests you, getting earlier um, access to content, then check out Patreon. Or if you just want to get some swag to rock, you know, representation of your favorite podcast, of course, uh, go follow Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram at Maker Mom Podcast and click the link in the bio and you'll see right there how you can get a hold of some swag. There's both Maker Mom logo, Wonder Women series logo swag there, like t-shirts and uh, some hoodies and face masks and coffee mugs, all kinds of fun things. So go check that out. Now, when I am not interviewing and editing and making podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across pretty much all of the social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn. I am most active, in fact, active on a daily basis on TikTok and Instagram, so you can see what I am kind of up to uh, in the minute, if you will. YouTube is where I'll put uh, final project videos and all that good stuff. Um, So check me out there at Freeman Furnishings. And just one last little bit, uh, if you don't follow me currently on Instagram, then you or TikTok, then you probably are not aware, but I did want to share some good news that the most recent issue of Popular Woodworking Magazine came out. It is the February 2021 issue. It has arrived to all subscribers now, and you will find me on the cover. Um, I also wrote an article inside, a how-to article, on power carving a log into a sculptural side table piece. So, Please check that out. You can find you can also find one of the Maker Mom guests as a feature in that same issue, um, Annika of Annika's DIY Life. So check that out. And um, it's Friday, so everyone have a great weekend. Hope you get a chance to make something, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.